0: This is Jeff Kober and we welcome you to this Disney at Work podcast where we bring best in business ideas from the happiest places on earth right to your organization. This week on Disney at Work we have the good pleasure of being joined by Kim and Matt Cantrell who work with companies and leaders in creating organizational excellence. At the heart of this has been some recent experiences of Kim and Mac at Walt Disney World. We look at the link between leadership and creating a strong customer service brand via a customer-focused culture. We discuss not only great things going on at Disney, but other organizations like Chick-fil-A, Ritz-Carlton, Publix, and others. Join us for this insightful look at what makes organizations great. And thank you for being part of this podcast. Before we get going, just a couple of things. If you have a chance, please be sure to uh, head over to iTunes where a positive rating or review could be so helpful in helping this, the the littlest podcast that could, get uh, through those crazy algorithms that allow us to uh, be heard by others. We also invite you to make sure you subscribe to both disneyatwork.com and disneyatplay.com so that you can be notified of other posts and podcasts as they come. And make sure you also check out J. Jeff Kober where we offer great videos at YouTube. Well, with that said and done, let's talk about great organizations and what makes them work. Kim and Mac, thank you for joining us on this Disney at work podcast. We appreciate you taking the time and I just look forward to chatting about our uh, the, the opportunities we have to see performance, to see great customer service, to see great employees, to see leadership in motion and to talk about that uh, particularly as it relates to our own experiences with Disney but with other organizations as well um so I'm just gonna just kind of put it off to the start and ask um because you've worked in a lot of different with a lot of different organizations a lot of different groups do you think particularly in the service industry areas do you think leaders get the idea of disney-like service do you think that that makes sense to that it resonates with them your thoughts on that
1: i would find it hard for leaders not to understand that and to buy into the value and the impact that you know delivering exceptional customer service will have on their company their organization but i believe that a challenge is is that they don't feel that it's applicable to their company it's it's reserved for a handful of these special companies that we all know so well, mm. and, uh, you know, they're, they're synonymous with customer service, but it, if they would just, you know, create the culture, I think is one of the biggest challenges. and culture is going to be something I probably say a few times during our podcast, but you know, that's really, that's where it's going to take, that's really where it's going to, uh, to flourish in their company. If they just understand the culture and realize. What Disney has, what Chick Fil A has, and all these other great companies, we could go on and on. It's yeah. it's uh, it's available to them as well.
0: So, and it's, So, that, let me just build on that and say: Do you think they see the link between a great customer experience and having that kind of culture that enables for that?
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, if again, if 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 the culture is in place, they. Would will be able to connect, make that connection with their customer. And, uh, and, and again, that's, that's what creates loyal customers for life.
0: Kim, some of your clients and some of the organizations you've been involved with are, are, uh, um, uh, nonprofits, Mac, you've been with the automotive realm and, and other arenas. Imagine for a moment that we took some of these leaders to Walt Disney world. And we spent a day with them in one of the parks, say the Magic Kingdom. What is it that you would like them to see? What do you think they would need to 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 observe uh, to have the bells you know, ring in their head? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, first off, wouldn't that be fun?
0: <laughs> yes.
2: We would love to do that. And I, I think that for me, I would want my clients to look past the obvious so I was thinking about walking down Main Street you know, if we were just there a few weeks ago and and there there are the obvious things you know there are the there's the ice cream parlor and then there's the there's the uh, the apparel stores I mean there's all this going on you can probably buy a balloon outside there there's the obvious things but I really want them to look beyond the obvious what are all those little things that are making it all click you know? It's, it's the people who are, who are coming around and cleaning up that trash that someone dropped. And, and you may or may not ever notice them, but they're there. They're around you. Uh, and, and Jeff, you probably know a whole lot more of those little things that I'm talking about, that they're just going on to create this experience that we all love.
0: Well, it's funny you mentioned, like, um, one of the things I like to do when we go down Main Street is I'll ask them the question of who on this street are third-party vendors of all the cast members you see. And they'll maybe think a performer, they'll think a particular maybe maintenance person or something maybe come down. They'll guess, and the answer is not an obvious one. The answer is the balloon seller. Now, why Disney, and, and it's not the case at Disneyland, but it is the case at Di- Walt well, Disney World that the balloon seller is a third party operation. They're part of the same operation that, um, that uh, provides um, the parasols in, in Liberty Square and the caricatures and the silhouettes. But, but that's not the issue as to the why. The, the interesting thing that comes out of that moment is that you don't know that. You don't know that that's a third party operator because that cast member has got a, a Disney costume on, that cast member's got the Disney name tag on, that cast member is as friendly as they come. In fact, I will say they are very friendly because one of them dated my daughter <laughs> for some <laughs> period of time. So I know, I know the balloon sellers, but at any anyway, rate, but, but the truth of it is, is is it's it's seamless and i think that's one of the things you're kind of alluding to there kim is that seamlessness it's not like that store versus that store or that popcorn cart versus that you know coke stand. it's all kind of blended into one level of experience and that level is very high And, and and it's intended to be no matter who operates it it's got to be that same seamless uh, experience, and and that I think is a big aha for companies who, who you know the, the service often drops along the way um, right. as you work with them. Yeah, um,
2: so many people just think that customer service is one piece. It is. It's maybe they think it's how we greet the customer when they walk in if it's a store, and and I think they just miss the little things which really are the big things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, little things do make a difference. And those little things often do come from cast members themselves who are able to take it and tweak it and create that magic uh, in a moment. If What is it that Disney is doing? What is it that Disney is doing that maybe your clients are not currently doing that you wish they would do? Well, Jeff,
1: you and I connected uh, I found an online article that you wrote one of many, and that's how I connected with you and on that article, it was really interesting and I'll, I'll, I'll devour anything Disney or customer service. But I mean, again, you know, Disney is, uh, is at the top of the heap for me and, uh, you had attached to this, the 1967 employee orientation manual, if I'm saying that right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I read that and really, again, I'm going to use that word culture because it's it's, it's so, so powerful, especially in the Disney organization, but that you could see from the very beginning, they created a culture and they have stayed true to it. Now, it's hard for us on the outside to see that there are challenges within their company, just like anybody else. But again, uh, they've adhered, they've committed to that culture. And I'm sure that if cast members uh, do not, Live it out daily. That um, they will probably make them available to the industry, so to speak. And so, I think it's again pl- placing that culture. And the reason I refer to that manual that you had, I-, I think a lot of business leaders, managers will say, "Well, yeah, well they've had that since the beginning, so it's a lot easier." Very true. Yeah, but it's never too late to create that culture. But I think the um, I think the biggest hurdle for them. Uh, they will need to be prepared for collateral damage and what are casualties, Hmm. maybe I should say, because if they try to put a culture in place and right the ship, they're going to have those people in the company and most likely they're going to be those veteran employees that will say, no, 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 I've been here for 30 years. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it the way I want to do. And if they do not say, no, this is across the board, this is for everybody. If they do not make that commitment to it, that culture is not going to not going to survive. It's not never going to take place because people are going to say, well, it's for them for us, but not for them. And it's got to be across the board. So I think that's really back to that culture. Um, it, it takes, you know, it's a tough one to do. It's going to take a lot of courage and it's going to take again, some uh, some loss for employees, but the organization as a whole will be better for it. it
2: what I, I do. Like to... Yeah, please. I'm sorry. It seems like to me that. Uh, is that what comes out of that, having that culture in place, is also accountability. And what I, I think we see in these organizations that we know deliver exceptional customer service, Disney and Chick-fil-A and maybe Ritz Carlton others, is that there is not, not only is there a, a standard of culture, but there is a culture of accountability. And so this is the way we this is what we expect, and we're going to hold you accountable to it. And so when I look at think about what are our what are some of maybe our clients not doing so well um, coming out of the year that we've just been in. Almost every client that I have, I'm having to work with them on resetting accountability. Reset-
0: Interesting that you use that word and because when i i deal with clients on this issue of accountability i i usually talk about three things the first is setting clear expectations and that goes back to what you just said mac about that 1967 manual having those standards for disney's four now five keys in place that have been just you know clear from day one the moment you hire on the day you go through that orientation traditions disney traditions is what it's called we we tell them on day one this is the standard this is what we expect and then we keep telling them as we go along so setting that clear expectations is set first thing second is providing performance feedback if we never tell them how good we're doing or where we're short and and boy the organizations don't want to host that conversation they're afraid to host that conversation or they're simply not Mm -hmm. intentional about helping them and and this isn't just about the manager coming down it's about everybody providing that performance feedback and by the way listening to the customer who's going to provide you that feedback as well and so getting that feedback in a 360 way in formal and informal ways so important to accountability and then the third is um the third thing is um making performance matter if not doing it has no repercussion, why do it? And so going back to your point, um, Mac, you know, you've got some people who are sitting there and they're going, ah, you know, this is just another flavor of the month. You know, I've been in <laughs> here for 28 years and I got another, you know, three years and four months and 22 days and six hours and I'm out of here, you know, and we have to create this critical mass, this this to get everybody on board, hopefully they come along. If not, we have to host that conversation and and be brave about it, but more importantly, we gotta reward the ones who do get it and who do make it happen. so one of the things we talk about when I take them down Main street is everybody loves taking their picture in front of the statue of Walt and Mickey, known as the partner statue and if you look around, in fact, actually the cast member we and you may want to share this story um it was Jackie right that um mm-hmm. yeah. that I met yesterday. She had a little pin on her name tag, as I recall, and it's got that little Walton Mickey on it, and actually, what that represents is one of the very highest honors Disney can give. It's it's frontline or any any of its cast members. It's called partners in excellence, Mm -hmm. and you are nominated not by your boss, but by your peers for excellence in customer service excellence in um, in working with your fellow employees and excellence about, you know, being attuned to the business of the organization and being mindful of you know the bottom line and so forth when you display those three things you are nominated by your peers and the a two percent of the cast members are chosen every year to receive that partners in excellence pin they go to a big banquet big dinner big speaker big everything and not only do they get that little pin they get a statue that is just like that of Walt and Mickey and oh by the way Guess what they're thinking of when they pass by that statue at the castle? They're sure. thinking about that, mm-hmm. that, that honor that expectation. So it's reinforced in the culture. Um, in in just a very subtle way that the guest doesn't know. It's just a, it's Walt and Mickey. Let's take a picture. But to the cast member, it means something more. Now they've changed the program, gone to a something else because he's saying great cast members could only get the pin so many times, you know. Bye. So they created they created a new program, and that was all. And that's great too. But again, it's going back to the three things: uh, setting clear expectations, providing performance feedback, and making performance matter. And I think that's more than just saying, "Hey, you're out of here if you don't get it fixed." It's it's really rewarding those who do. Get it. Sure. So, right. Um, so, uh, uh, let's talk about the Disney cast member. What makes a Disney cast member approachable?
2: I think some of the things that make a Disney cast member approachable are things that you see in all kinds of other organizations. It's the smile. It's the welcome greeting. You know, it's. It's being approachable, but I think where they take it to the next level is that, that they're empowered. They're mm. empowered to do, to go above and beyond, and, and you talked about it just a few minutes mm. ago when we were talking about, you know, down Main Street and all that, and that is that they learn the culture, but then they can go out and make it their own. Mm. Uh, and and I think that is if, if we if I just think about clients um, that we've worked with, even businesses that that we've uh, we've worked in in our careers, that's um, that's that last kind of missing piece that we don't always we, we might want to just we just want to tell them what to do. We just want to tell them what to do and how to act <laughs> the truth? and what to say. But we're not sure we want to empower them because that's giving up control. Um, uh, and so, but I think that yeah. makes that makes it at Disney. It it really does. And and again, no one, no people are are perfect people. Mm-hmm. So you know, it doesn't mean that every single cast member is all on it and giving it that a hundred percent of the time. But you know, the majority are, and I think a lot of it has to do, like you said, they're empowered, they're rewarded for it yeah it's just ingrained in the culture
0: so if you don't mind let's go back do you mind sharing the story with jackie and and your experience because i I think think that's a great example of a cast member being empowered to kind of take it the extra mile
2: yeah do you want me to share it
1: well let me make one comment and then i'm gonna gonna let kim really share the story another thing i was going to say what makes a cast member approachable is something as simple as their attire you know that they're a representative of that company. And it 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 blows my mind whenever you go into a business, a restaurant or a service industry, whatever it is, and you have to wonder who works there because their employees look just Who's like another charge? customer. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, you know, have simply have a t-shirt on. I'm, you know, you don't have to be, you have to do a fabulous grand costume like Disney does, but be recognizable. And um, and this, the reason I wanted to say that, but also it was a perfect segue into Jackie, because how we connected with Jackie the day in front of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Have I got that right?
0: Yeah, Runaway Railway. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. Railway Um, was that I wanted to do a customer service uh, video uh, 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 for our social media. And mm-hmm. I wanted to do it again on recognizing people because of their attire. And we found Jackie and a coworker named Lee. We took their picture together and then Kim, tell the
2: rest of the story. Well, so I, I, <clears> I, I, I'm a visual person. So I really want to I want to set the story up. OK, it was the first week in May. It's really getting hot. Okay, mm. it's getting hot in, in Florida. We're having to wear a mask all the time. There's no we, this was before they, they relaxed. So we're having to wear a mask. we're in this line for the co- for, for this ride, and the line is long, even for the reduced crowds. you know the line is long, it's wrapping all around the front um, of the area and and we had been recording and doing videos, taking pictures all week long, just telling about our customer <laughs> service experience at Disney. Uh, and, and we kind of came around the corner and, uh, and had the idea let's take a picture. Of their of their attire, like Mac's talking about, so we can really talk about your people being dressed appropriately and representing your company. So, uh, so I think Mac actually spoke to Lee first and right. she said, "Hey, would you mind if I took your picture?" Uh, and I think she may have been around; she been, may have been right there too. Anyway, we ended up grabbing both of them, and they were like, "You want to take our picture? What?" I didn't know what we were doing. Uh, but Mac went on to explain to him what we were doing, and so then they were like all in. You could tell they were yeah.
1: like posing
2: for the picture. A
1: Wonder know. Woman pose. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder
2: Woman pose, hands on her hips. Um, and and we just thanked them, and we kind of went on about you know we're just meandering our way through the line, no big deal. We were super happy we'd gotten the picture. So we probably been line in, in in line maybe another five or ten minutes. <laughs> probably had another thirty minutes. Okay. And we come around the corner, and there's Jackie standing in front of us. And she um, she opens up. What what do you call the, you know the like the little partition, just the the stanchion. Yeah, the
0: stanchion. Kind
2: of, she, yeah, she kind of takes the hook off <laughs> and puts it up, and she looks at us, and she says, "You come with me." <laughs> well, now I'm not sure if we yeah. did something. We're <laughs> like, "Okay, I'll come with you." And so we start walking. We're just walking with her, Jeff. I swear to you, we really don't know where we're going at this point. We're just walking with Jackie. And so we start walking. We start talking to her in a matter of 60 seconds. We found mm-hmm. out that she's retiring, how long she's been at Disney. You know, just a great conversation. From
1: Tennessee. She's from mm-hmm.
2: Tennessee. We're just chatting. And, and before we know it, we've gotten up and she's walked us all the way to the front of the line. All the way to the front of the line, wow. and we were just like we we were like, wait, wait, well, well, thank you. I mean, just just floored. It was just she didn't have to do that, you know. But for us, that was like that was our magic moment, <clears throat> right? That was above and beyond. Above and beyond. There's
1: there's something. Oh, just two points I want to mention on this, please. When we we share that on our social media, our Facebook page as well. And I'll repeat the same thing with you here that I said on this video was that I know what you're thinking. Once we tell that story, it's like, wow. Okay, big deal. She unhooked and took you to the front. It is simple. It is so simple, but yet she was empowered to do it. But that's that's where the magic happens. She's empowered. But the other thing too, and this is what I want to stress the most. For us as consumers. We must understand that customer service is a two-way interaction. Our little gesture of taking a picture with them, that made her day. I mean, you know, she was, again, like Kim said, she was floored. Like, you want to take my picture? Absolutely, we do. And so, as consumers, if we we need to understand, again, that if we want to receive exceptional customer service, we must give it ourselves. We cannot have that Serve me mentality. I'm the customer. And so we do that all the time. I mean, I don't think we have it mastered, but we know the value of it. We know uh, what is going to be reciprocated once we do that. I mean, it's as simple as um, we're Publix folks Um,
0: down in Florida. You may very well be as well. To most to our listeners, if you don't know what Publix is, then you need to move somewhere else because (laughs) Publix is really one of the great (laughs) grocery store chains, and it usually ranks as one of the top grocery store chains in the country. And and it's uh, we're from the south, so and down here in Orlando, Mm -hmm. pick up groceries, go to Publix. So yeah, keep going.
1: Sure. Well, I was just going to say every time I go to Publix, and I do this at other stores, but especially Publix, I always will call the uh, cashier by name. Something so simple and that shift in their personality. They're being nice, but once you say, you know, um, um, you know, Susan, how is your day today? Wow. They light up. That is giving customer service in their step, they get a little pep in their step, and that customer service level steps up even more than what it was before you used their name. So just, you know,
0: give it both ways. And you know, going back to what you said earlier about being approachable, um, what m- helps to make the individual approachable is that name tag. That name tag has their first name clearly written. You don't have to wear glasses in most cases to be able to read that name. Um, it, it It really helps to create that link. Secondly, they will put the hometown that they're from, underneath it, which gives you an excuse to have a conversation. Oh, you went to, you know, uh, this university or you're from, I guess that wherever, whatever it may be, and it creates an, an opportunity to have a conversation. Um, and what, where it ties back to the culture is that Walt Disney was very emphatic about his organization being a first name company. He didn't want anyone calling him Mr. Disney, I mean, other than the Musketeers, uh, who called him <laughs> Uncle Walt. You know, everybody called him Walt. And that's not to say they didn't have an organizational chart for getting things done. They did, and, they, and they're, they're, they're humorous. We could, we could talk about those. But at the end of the day, Walt didn't want it to be a situation where people had to go up the ranks to talk to him. Or that he had to go down the ranks or across the ranks or whatever to talk to somebody else. Um, And I think um, uh, the leader of uh, Pixar for many years said, you know, we shouldn't mistaken the organizational culture as being the same thing as the communication channel. You know, everybody, we should flatten the communication channel so anyone can talk to anyone. And that's the culture piece. That if you got that right, then it it just it just bleeds out into the customer delivery piece with with the with the guests that you serve. So so the that's the power of the example. name and the power of the name
1: tags, absolutely. You know, Chick fil A does that same thing. There's mentioned. And I'll share a little quick humorous story. This is this is many years back that there was a operator. Um uh, he, he's no longer an operator, he passed away, unfortunately, great man, but anyway when his employees would forget their name tag. He had a couple stashed away that says, I forgot, and they had to wear that all day. And so yeah, it was I don't know if that's really the right thing to do, but I guarantee you, after after wearing a I forgot name tag one day and having everybody ask you,
0: what did you forget? You remembered your name tag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah.
0: if, if with a little sense of humor, I think that does work. Um, sure. Right. Uh, with a little sense of humor now, I should also mention there's a part two to this Mac and Kim afterwards called me up and said, hey, we just want to send a little thank you to Jackie. And so I said, sure, send it on down to me. So I was over at Disney's Hollywood Studios yesterday thinking I hope I can find Jackie, you know, in this crowd, you know, and so I headed out and lucky she was working toward the front of the queue for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And so I said, hey. A couple of weeks ago, you had met um, Mac and Kim Cantrell. They were very impressed. You were so kind to them and, and so forth. And they just wanted to give you a little thank you. And and so I handed her the thank you. And I'm telling you, she was so touched by that. And her co-worker next to her was just immediately on top of it and saying, no surprise, Jackie is the best cast member. You know, awesome. every little piece, it's just, it's just this is a lesson about life, people. Every time we give and serve and share, you know, it is as kind of what you said earlier, it's about service, not serve us. And the more you can get your organization, your mm-hmm. employees, and everyone to think in that in that uh in that direction, the better you create the guest experience mm-hmm. for everyone.
1: You know, involved. simple absolutely and simplified customer service. Is placing a higher value on others than you do yourself and there's a book that came out that I I just love. It's by Dale Partridge. It's called people over profit and it talks about Mm. five or six great companies that do that. Um, And, uh, you know, that's what it's about. And it's not just in the business world. I always stress when I do my customer service presentations, I always remind people, you know, taking that grocery cart back in for somebody, you know, hold the door open. You know little things like that that is customer service so it just is not confined within the brick uh, and mortar buildings you know it's it's throughout all of our lives personal and professional daily
0: excellent excellent (laughs) well any other thoughts that you have about about your experience at disney and how you apply those ideas and other ideas from other great organizations to the to the organization to the leaders and the organizations you work with. You want to go first. You uh, go first. I'll
2: go <laughs> I can wrap up. I, I I was thinking. So we spent a week at Disney, and it was our first time in a very long time without kids. And so hmm. we did Disney with a different lens. That hmm. makes sense. And we yeah. really had. We were. Focused on, you know, highlighting customer service and pushing things out on our social media, that forced us to look at a lot of things differently, and it's made me think, as in the weeks that we've been back, about how to incorporate that more in the coaching that I do uh, with individuals, and, and and I think it's high. Um, I'm I'm certified as uh, through Gallup as a CliftonStrengths uh, coach, and so sure. I use the CliftonStrengths Clifton assessment, right it's all about uniqueness and i i just I, I believe that in these great organizations like disney and the others we've been talking about i believe they have to be in some way shape form or fashion putting people into roles based on their unique gifts and talents and and that is key i think it is it's not everything about customer service it doesn't ensure that things are going to go great but it is almost i think for me the best place to start you know from a very simple example we would not put disney an introverted very reserved very quiet person out in a cast member role where they have to interact with the public all day long they have
0: to greet everybody yeah
2: they wouldn't be successful, but there's got to be a role that they would be successful in. And so, you know, I do a lot of work with individuals and teams around strengths and uniqueness, and and so I'm really just beginning to think about how I can help my clients take it deeper. Just Love to that, use and it you know, knows. you
0: talked about empowerment earlier, with mean, the idea of empowering people with, you know, in the in their strengths, you know, to be able to to not just empower them to be the same as everybody else but empower them within their own strengths can be can be incredible as you see an organization just take off. Mac what are your thoughts?
1: I just wanted before we ended this I wanted to say that um you know you and I are both uh customer service fanatics, you know, we I don't know if we want to call ourselves I, I won't call myself an expert. You 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 very well are. But um I just have such a passion for it and and again, it was something that I did in my personal businesses. And now I, I look back and I see, you know, some of the things that I didn't do right, some that I, you know, needed to improve on. And I want to help other people with it. And I want to say that the, the the major obstacle, the greatest challenge for leaders, managers, uh, owners of businesses, is really their ego and their pride. Uh, you know, allowing themselves to bring in somebody and great if it was you and I, Jeff, but you know, anybody, and it can even be their customers to give them that positive and valuable feedback. So they can sort of, uh, you know, they can address the blind spots and missed opportunities that they have. So in my presentation, I've got a little customer service presentation and Mm -hmm. I do uh, and there's one slide in there that I say, if you don't take anything else from this, make sure you don't miss this one point. And it's uh, me holding a pair of glasses and it says. Always look through your customers eyes. And uh, that again, so simple, so simple and it's like. But when we as as business owners and all, when you're going in, it's uh, you become very accustomed and comfortable, which leads to complacency. So just highly encourage you if there's a business owner, a manager or leader or someone that has influence, listening to this podcast. Bring somebody in from the outside. Also, ask your customers. You know, your customers will typically tell you if you ask them. Do not ask your family and your friends because they're going to tell you what you want to hear, not what you need to hear.
0: The best way to look uh, through your customers' eyes is to walk in your customers' shoes. And the great organizations, people uh, like Dave Nealman with Jet Blue, with um, uh, Marriott, with with that hotel conglomerate, Walt Disney, you know, walked his park. That's why he had an apartment above Main Street because he could spend the weekends with his wife and grandchildren and and go out in the park to the best degree as he could. He got kind of famous on TV after a while, but he would walk the park to experience how the guests would experience it. Until you do that. All you're doing is, I mean, you you may get a lot of data in your business about what customer purchase habits are and and what you know percentage of customers you have and how what how well your sales are. But until you, but but that's just counting shoes. You have to do more than right. count shoes. You have to walk in their shoes. That's great. And 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 that's the only way to see through that customer lens that you're you're referencing. So hey, I really appreciate both of you. <laughs> Uh, joining and just being part of this Disney at work conversation now um, we're going to have your bio completely on the um, on the website disney work.com so seek it out there but you can also find Mac and Kim at 2 impactlife.com that's the letter or the number two to impactlife.com how about on Facebook any other social media means what how else Absolutely. can get you?
2: Facebook to Impact. At LinkedIn, we're at dot Uh at Instagram and at LinkedIn we're at two impact two impact too. So you can't miss us if you type in two impact.
0: Let me, impact, let me... And what a great place to link, you know, go to LinkedIn and make those relationships and let's let's continue this kind of conversation yeah. because there's a lot to talk about. If you got a question for Mac and Kim, please send it to them. Uh, same here, but let's keep the conversation alive because every organization can, can have this kind of excellence. What were you going to say, Matt?
1: I was going to say, we're very accessible and as well as you are. And Jeff, that's, you know, you, you put your information right out there to connect with you. And that's what I did. So I encourage, and I know you do as well. Just everybody. If, if there's someone that uh, makes an impact on you, whether it's an article or a video, whatever, reach out to that person and, uh, and we're blessed to be able to meet you, Jeff. And again, meeting you down at the Magic Kingdom and, and hearing some of your stories about the history and about things that taken place was just so interesting. And uh we're we're thankful that we uh had that time and now, now we've become made that connection and become friends with you, man.
0: Thanks for having me. Well, us. thank you. Hey, it's been great to having you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jeff. Have an awesome day. As with any Disney at work podcast, we have souvenirs for you and your organization. Between the ideas that Kim Mack and I shared, consider the following. Is the customer service offered between you and your operating partners seamless? What are the little things that make a big difference? What standards do you have in place that are stronger than management that passes through? Where do you create accountability by setting clear expectations providing performance feedback, and making performance matter? What is embedded physically in your work environment that speaks to your culture? What makes your brand approachable? How do you empower your employees to go above and beyond? And finally, how is customer service a two-way experience? You can... Visit Disney at Work, the post for this podcast and see those same questions posted. I invite you to share this podcast and consider these ideas with others in your organization. Again, we thank Kim and Mac for joining us for this conversation today. Also, we appreciate you being a part of this podcast listening audience. Hey, if you get a chance, check out our Wayfinder Society. It's our Patreon page where a little bit goes a long way toward not only helping sustain this podcast, but also providing you great interactive tools. If you like the stories and the kinds of concepts that we've covered in this podcast, make sure you check out the Wayfinder Society, especially at the Navigator and Adventurer levels where you get to hear these best in business ideas from Disney parks near and far. Be sure to check it out, there's so much to see. Again, thanks for being part of us and no matter where you are, as always, follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day, we'll see you real soon.